1: Pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! woo So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone! Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games, yeah. So
2: yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! Ha ha! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive
0: around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five,
3: high five casino. casino.
4: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning.
2: everything's dead Uh, wait no sorry um, it's it could happen here a podcast about stuff falling apart and today about the fact that things fell less apart than people were worried they were going to fall apart and in some ways got might get better so that's kind of that's kind of nice sure yeah yeah uh, on mm-hmm. the whole we're talking about the midterms today and on the whole okay. I, I yeah. feel okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mid is an excellent description <laughs> yeah. of, the, uh, of yeah. the terms. It's the midterms equivalent of getting like an ounce of, of of like mid-grade weed for like 50 bucks, but you find out later that like kind of in the middle of it was like half of a paper towel roll that they, they stuck in there to, to push up the weight. But it's like, well, at least I got weed. But, All right. Yeah. I've introduced the podcast. <laughs> Who, who do we who do we have here today?
7: Oh, you got me. Uh, I'm James. Still, mm-hmm. that's it's right. Portigley. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. I'm Garrison. I didn't uh-huh. vote. Look
2: at you! Wow. We to be. We to be an anarchist garrison or a um, canadian same diff democracy w- was on the ballot is,
3: is this yeah. what yeah, no. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
7: i'm yeah. not
3: committing voter fraud for the for the democratic yeah. party yeah. yeah yeah
7: i also
2: yeah. Uh, decided to not vote for the people who are doing yeah. like the
7: war on drugs in california right now no
2: garrison you you continued your your years-long tradition of submitting uh, a crude drawing of the premier of canada um, to a to a ballot box. Yep. <laughs> Shirtless Trudeau coming out of a cave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh Who else do we have on with us right now?
1: Uh, I'm here. I'm Christopher Wong, and I absolutely despise elections. So I brought my friend, who actually does like elections. That's um,
7: excellent. <laughs> Token election enjoy. <clears throat> Pretty much.
4: Yes, hi, I am Jack, I am Christopher's token friend, as mentioned, um, and I'm here partly because of nepotism for knowing Christopher, and partly <laughs> because, uh, as you reminded me before we got started, I had a 93% uh, accurate prediction rating for all of the elections that I was paying attention to this year, so
0: That's
4: I know good. some things.
2: Yeah, congratulations. I only made one prediction before this election, which was, boy, it doesn't feel like Dr. Oz is going to win. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> which
4: which means you did better than a lot of the people who are paid to do this.
1: Like, OK, yeah, yeah. that man, that man said the word crudité in an election okay. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> like there was he was never good. The moment that ad came out, he was going to lose. And, I see and I,
2: yeah, so I, that's much more nuanced than my my political analysis, which was the fact that the other guy was much taller than him. And also way harder. Like if they just uh, settled it with a fist fight, Fatman mm-hmm. could have taken it. Yep. Yeah, which... that seems good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun election. We all had a good time. I enjoy that fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene and J.D. Vance are going to be in Congress together. That's going to be fun for everybody. We're all going to have a good time. mhm but I, I suspect there's probably some stuff we haven't, like, as you may have noticed, listeners, we, we didn't do much in the way of pre-midterm content because we all hate it. <laughs> Thank um, Christ. <sighs> but, but now now we're talking about it. So uh, what, uh, what, what what should we know about these midterms? What, what What kind of occurred to you as somebody who's, like, actually has spent a lot more time delving into the nitty gritty and thinking about what was likely to happen?
4: Um, so I told Christopher, I would say this and in fairness, I do genuinely believe it. Uh, I think the story of these midterms, when historians look back at it will be that the Dobbs Supreme court decision had the same electoral impact in the United States as nine 11 did. Uh, I think that is going to be like how this plays out over time. Um, because when you look at how things were going before Dobbs and then how things were going after Dobbs. Um, Obviously, things got a lot worse on the policy front because abortion became illegal in a lot of states, Um, but the election essentially flipped overnight from what was going to be a Republican wave to the even split that we got, and that makes this one of three uh, post-World War II midterms where the incumbent party did well. And so this is definitely going to be a midterm that gets uh, lectured about in Poli Sci 101 courses for the next hundred years. Also, one of those one of those other three was the
2: nine eleven was the post nine eleven. Yes, mid-term. yes, it was. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, find yeah, yeah. that actually a really because obviously I I was aware just because there was so much coverage saying like this is the best performance from an incumbent party in a midterm since two thousand two. So I was aware of that fact, but for some reason I hadn't put it together in my head that way. That like yeah the 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 this means that like the Supreme Court's decision on Roe v Wade. Had kind of a comparable electoral impact to flying two planes into a pair of skyscrapers and the Pentagon, <laughs> yeah. or three planes. I mean, or to, to be fair, 30, whatever.
1: To be fair, the Supreme Court have killed, like, in, in in terms of the immediate impact, the Supreme Court will have killed more people than that by like oh, oh, Thursday God. or something. Yes. So,
7: yeah. Yes. The other one was uh, was uh, FDR's first midterm, right?
4: Uh, no, the other one, so that so I said post World War II. Uh, um, oh, okay, my bad. The other, yeah. the other one was 1998 when the American electorate apparently got so mad at Republicans impeaching Bill Clinton that they decided to vote for Democrats in a midterm again. <laughs> well,
7: yes. that's, the, that's the
2: other thing Biden can do if it uh, if it goes south. It's good to know there are options on the table, mm-hmm. yeah. But, um, I There's think non zero chance that'll happen anyway. I mean, I guess we're still waiting for shake out Who knows? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doc Brandon. I enjoyed from
4: uh, from a, an entertainment perspective the like three months of lucidity that we got out of Joe Biden this year. We'll see how many more he has in him.
7: <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knows? So yeah, like it. You, so you're you're suggesting that Dobbs has been like the really pivotal thing here in in swinging a lot of these close races, right?
4: Ab- absolutely. Um, and Dobbs definitely being the number one factor. Um, tragically, because. It's very cringe, and I wish this hadn't happened. Uh, the January sixth investigation does actually seem to have also swung several uh, important I mean, races.
2: That's I. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, but I actually, I'm I'm glad that it mattered that they tried to do a coup and it's yeah. like, I'm, 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 I'm glad, glad that people cared about that.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it mattered. Yeah. I just, I just think it sucks that because the way they went about the investigation was so incredibly terrible. Oh yeah. And, I mean, there was, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, but, like Merrick Garland is going to go down as like one of the most cowardly attorney generals in American history. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty clear that in a lot of races, like the, the investigation made a difference. I think this is really clear if we're getting into like, very kind of under the hood. Um, Democrats ran the table in competitive state level secretary of state races. And these are yeah. the officials that run elections. Um, yeah. And not only did Democrats run the table, pretty much every single one of those candidates outperformed the top of the ticket. So they outperformed governor and Senate candidates. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of people. This is another big story. The midterms is that swing voter your swing voting is back. Uh, not swing voting, I'm sorry, split ticket split voting ticket, is back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there were quite a few, there were quite a few millions of voters this year who uh, voted for a Republican in the Senate or a Republican for governor and then a Democrat to run their state's actual elections.
7: <laughs> that's kind of good. It's
4: That's also like,
7: a, like speaks promisingly of people's like engagement with the political system and education about mm-hmm. it and the, the awareness of what these different things do.
4: Yes, Um but other like like that, other than that, but just overall high level Dobbs was 100 percent the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a person whose name I'm going to unfortunately mispronounce and that I should have looked up beforehand. It's all right. This is a safe place for that. Thank you. Um, but there is a person there's a guy down in Louisiana named John Coolivan, uh, I think, is my best guess. And he is one of the people who makes money off of like looking at elections. Mm-hmm. Um And his big thing is that you can predict the outcome of elections just by looking at the nationwide composition of the primary electorate. So, like, if Republicans turn out more voters in their primaries than Democrats do, Republicans are going to win the election and vice versa. This has been true in pretty much every single election for the last 30 years or so. Um, And he unfortunately got led astray. Um, This year, because nationwide at the end of the primary season, Republicans were up by about like five points. And so he was insisting the whole rest of the campaign that Republicans are going to win. That's obviously not really what happened. But if you look at pre-Dobbs versus post-Dobbs, the primary electorate post-Dobbs was Democrats plus like up by one point. That is the electorate that we got in the midterms. So Dobbs 100% set the tone of like what the midterms were going to be because we are not going to be legalizing abortion nationwide in the next two years because we are going to have a Republican House almost certainly. Dobbs is almost definitely going to be a huge factor in 24 as well.
2: I mean, and I guess that like because the question I had and I think a lot of people had running into this especially people who are not election lovers is like, do things matter? Right. Mm -hmm. Like it it, was Dobbs going to matter. And was the, were the constant sort of Republican assaults on, on the ability of people to vote was the, the, the fucking attacks on children's hospitals and on trans kids and stuff. Like, was all of that going to work? Like do, do things matter still? And, uh, I, you know, we'll have to re-answer that question in 2024. But it does kind of seem like that's the positive takeout from this. Is mm-hmm. not like you know, it, it's it's probably probably too early to say. Are we seeing some sort of grand progressive swing, or are people coming around on Biden or, Biden or whatever things Politico's want to take? But it does kind of seem that like at, at, on a on a very like ground floor level, uh, it mattered that the Republicans were doing awful things. <laughs> Yes,
4: one hundred percent mattered. Um, I think Christopher and I have talked about uh, how, in his words, Leah Thomas cost the Michigan Republican Party <laughs> the election. Um, it's true. Let's talk. She's let's so talk powerful. about
2: that because I think a lot of people. I mean, yeah. Let's let, well, yeah. Let's talk about. That. Okay, i'll, I'll, I'll but, give
1: I'll give the I'll give the meme version of it first. The, the meme <laughs> version of it basically is that there, there was okay. So there there, there, there was a report released by the the, the, the Republican Party in Michigan. After the election, when they sort of just got hammered and part of what they're talking about was like, OK, so the inflation is like seven point seven percent right now. Right. This is the freest election anyone has ever been handed, like yeah. in human history, it, like a, a child could have won this election and the Republicans managed to blow it. And one of the reasons they just blew it was that they talked about this. In their report. They spent they spent like twenty five million dollars, like specifically on ads about trans like trans kids in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone in Michigan was just like, "What the? Who,
4: yes, really? Okay. <laughs> like- yes. Not, not just not just blew it, but blew it in a way that they haven't blown it in forty years. Because for the first time in forty years, Democrats will have complete control of the Michigan state government."
1: yeah yeah and it's like it's like the other things it wasn't just in Michigan where this happened right mm-hmm. like like quite possibly like one of the ways they're gonna lose the Senate is because the, like the Republicans like entire sort of apparatus in Nevada was running mm-hmm. against the, the Equal Rights Amendment which yeah. and specifically they were they were running against the equal Nevada passing the version of the Equal Rights Amendment like specifically on the grounds of transphobia and the era passed by 17 points uh, and Republicans are about to lose that Senate seat, and it's just like I. The, the, my main version of this is that the Republican Party ran a platform that is like the political equivalent of like a street preacher, right? Like that—that that is the constituency for this. It is like they unbelievably hate trans people. They like a, a unbelievably hardline anti-abortion position, which again, like nobody actually yeah. likes. And you know, it turns out like if, if 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 your constituency is street preachers, like the thing an average person does when they run into a street preacher is walk past them. <laughs> and it turns out that's what happened
4: here. Like they tried yeah. this and they got owed. And that, okay, that's 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 the mm. meme version of it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's not just the meme version of it. It's essentially what happened um, in Michigan and Pennsylvania and all of these states where hardline Christian nationalists won Republican primaries. Like they went down hard. Um, and so as Robert said, yeah, things actually mattered this election. And that's a good thing. Um, and I think I know for me uh, as like I went into election night, very nervous about my own predictions, because when I put together my um, Google spreadsheet, that will never be shown to any of you because of how insane it is. Um, <laughs> and I was picking, you know, I, I got, More races wrong, by the way, by picking Republicans to win that Democrats actually won than the other way around, Um, because I kept second guessing myself. It's like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm being too kind to Democrats. And then I went too far. But when I was making those predictions, honestly, I just kept thinking about like, so I'm adopted. My parents are both white and my mom is this like white woman from Appalachian, Ohio. And. She is um, in her upper 60s. So she grew up in a world before Roe v. Wade. Um, And I had never seen my mom so angry about anything in politics. And, like, she was very, very angry when Trump won. Um, She has been very angry. She's been very angry about, like, January 6th. She's been angry about a lot of stuff the last several years, as is my dad. um, Because they're both very normy Democrats, but my mom has never been angrier as far as I've seen her than she was angrier about Dobbs. And it wasn't just like my mom. I was hearing from friends of mine uh, from across the Midwest who also have like normy white suburban parents. And that was kind of the same thing that I was hearing from them too, is like, my mom is so upset about this. My grandmother is so upset about this. These women who remembered what it was like to grow up in a world where abortion was not something that they had access to if they needed it. Um, and that honestly, you know, it's, it's obviously completely anecdotal. It's not database or data driven in any way, but that was just what I kept thinking about as I was making predictions about how the midterm was going to go was, you know, I think that these people are angry enough that they are not going to care about inflation. They're not going to care about the fact that our economy is very clearly headed for a recession um because this is going to matter more to them um and it did
6: Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this Pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride!
8: You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it. Guaranteed or your money back with plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com news. That's
0: lifelock.com news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Subject to eligibility requirements, rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
6: I kind of
2: want to move on to talking about what, what we think this sets us up for in 2020. Because I think the the clearest and we talked about this a little earlier, but sort of the clearest thing that's positive about this is that we have fewer state secretaries of state and state legislatures in the hands of the Republican Party, which means more of a chance that like what people actually vote for is is going to matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we're still dealing with the judiciary that. Is as fucked as it was prior to the midterms, and in twenty twenty four, probably won't be less fucked in a way that is notable um, in aggregate. Yeah, we can
4: all we can always hope and pray. Yeah, they Clarence, ha- there could yeah. there could be a couple <laughs> like of very
7: that, specific that car Sam. accidents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. On that point, actually, so there, um, I know a bang on about about uh, like uh, how the United States deals with its indigenous people a lot, but like. Mm-hmm they're they slated, and we'll do an episode on it, but we're trying to do it properly uh like slated for this uh supreme court session is is to look at ICWA, right the Indian child welfare act mm-hmm. uh and like uh, the the challenge to it challenges a lot of the bases of other tribal law mm-hmm. and i in in places like arizona right like indigenous people are a large like often like in, in twenty twenty they were supposed to be like the swing electorate um for like blue arizona so like that could have positive outcomes for for Democrats it could it, they could I don't know how they could go out of their way to disenfranchise indigenous people, but they find new and exciting ways to do it all the fucking time uh so like that will be interesting um one thing I wanted to raise is like so I live in California, which I think is seen as like the left coast and stuff, but we have an alarming amount of really chuddly people going to the house uh, yeah. from California and um <clears throat> Yeah, it's becoming increasingly a bit like where, like, some of you live in Oregon, where like you have a very divided I mean, the, state. the
2: far right in California is larger than the population of, like, yes. many United U.S. states. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. And uh,
7: they're increasingly big mad about, uh, yeah. like, like, small things.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: But yeah, like, I'm just looking at the districts around the one I'm in, and a number of them have sent, uh, a, like, anti-reproductive rights House representatives back to the House.
4: Hmm. California is a state where um, the Democratic Party likes to flop its way to victory. Uh, It's one of it's one of the most incompetent state Democratic parties in the country, which is really saying something because we're talking about New York. They're They're competing. They're competing with New York. They're competing with Florida. Like, I mean, hey, Oregon's
2: not didn't do great either. Like the state Democratic Mm. Party in Oregon had their most narrow governor's race in a long time yes. and also there are, Although, the, the dims lost their uh their supermajority in the state congress
4: they did lose their supermajority but democrats in oregon do now have the ability to uh redistrict again so they yes. can take back that seat that republicans picked up uh because there was a constitutional amendment that got passed by the voters of oregon uh, that says that if Republicans do what they have done in the last few years in Oregon, which is walk out of the state house anytime that a law yeah. they don't like might pass, they get banned from
2: running for re-election. But also, like without the supermajority, I don't know that there's as much of an. I mean, I, w- we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's the, as a general rule. It seems like when you've got there's no meaningful competition for what party is going to be in control of the state. It becomes a haven for like po- the political equivalent of grifters to mm-hmm. yeah. suck in oh, huge yeah. <laughs> salaries and do very little. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And yeah,
7: yeah, like yeah. our mayor, uh, or yeah. to just do like like show our mayor. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: look at that, our mayor
4: also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she's and, up yeah. for re-election in a few months, and we can only hope that she that she loses. I,
1: I can't imagine her winning. I mean, it could happen admittedly. This
4: it is,
3: well, could, happen wow, is, well, it wow. could happen here. It could happen here. Here's, a, good, here's yeah. an ad break.
2: Good work, Garrison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a professional. Ah, we're back. And you know what talking about the midterm elections makes me feel like doing? Smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Buy cigarettes, kids. They're as good for you as democracy. All right, we're back.
3: <laughs> uh, in some other interesting news, this is also the... This this past midterms had uh, more LGBTQ candidates win office than ever yes. before in a mm-hmm. midterm election. There was a few uh, notable wins, uh, specifically with trans people in the Midwest, actually, uh, which has been probably a decent sign it's it's a good sign you yeah, know yeah, um, yeah. the hometown yeah. uh,
1: heroes are doing good
3: yeah, yes so there's been uh, a <laughs> uh, uh, multiple multiple trans people and trans uh, uh particularly uh, quite a few trans women elected to state legislatives um across across the midwest like in uh montana and inside Ooh. uh Controversial is putting Montana oh, no, in the Midwest. You call, you call Montana a Midwestern state? <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, oh you're gonna oh. get murdered. Here. <laughs> oh. okay. Okay. Okay.
1: A
7: carry
3: yeah, you you yeah, yeah. Token mountain state? I'm really? calling that out. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. see, the thing Montana is, is a mountain west. See, well, the the thing is, i i grew up, I grew up in Saskatchewan, which is like above Montana, and. Whenever you would drive down, we would always stay in the more Midwesty sections. And everyone talks, it, it felt very Midwest to me because of where I lived in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, apologies, uh, apologies to people who are Montana mountainers, I guess. Um, also, apologies to the people in Chicago. That
2: <laughs> no, no, we don't need no. to be apologies. No, we don't need no. to be They can phone um, off.
3: So Zoe Zephyr, who uh, testified against anti-trans legislation previously, is now able to vote against it um, in Minnesota. Yeah, I want to talk
1: about that like very briefly. Which is that like sure, sure. Okay, th- there are a lot of queer communities in places that people just fucking ignore. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you really, cannot discount like, these places. Yeah, like I was saying, like like Missoula specifically has yeah. has a like. like pretty substantive queer community they do good shit they're out there like they're like uh, there's there's this sort of tendency i think to like like look at like a state and go like oh it's a red state like there's whatever the Mm. community are just fleeing and it's like it's not true like there there are a lot of people who are like have for many years been building a community there and hanging on tenaciously and building it and also in missoula while
3: people take notice (laughs) uh, also in missoula the first non-binary uh candidate was elected Mm -hmm. in uh, uh, S. J. Howell, so mm-hmm. two uh, t- two trans people I- it elected there mm-hmm. in in uh, in uh, Missoula. So w- which by the is... way,
1: did did did, Mont- did, did, Missou- did Missoula do this before Portland?
3: <laughs> I mean, this uh, would follow,
2: probably. I, I don't... But Portland's Portland's like. City council is like four fucking
3: people. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah, entirely. I mean, this, contr- this, yeah, and it this, swung this and it swung pretty conservative th- this yes. past election, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, we also had uh, in Minnesota, uh, Leah Fink is the first trans person in state huh. legis- le- legislator, and in New Hampshire, uh, they elected the first trans man to a U.S. state house. That's dope. So yeah, so, yeah. Yes. and another other other good thing is um, Arizona got a Democratic governor. Uh, which means a whole bunch of uh, potential legislation will probably not get signed on uh, because Arizona did have some pretty, pretty, pretty bad anti-trans stuff come up in the past few years. I also want to
2: talk about so the Arizona election was critical, not just because it's amazing that fucking Carrie Lake's not going to be governor because she is a election denying ghoul. Um, but it's the fucking nicest Blake, thing I've ever Blake, heard Blake, Blake Masters might be the scariest person who was running for election. Absol-
3: he is. He yes, is the
2: scariest fascist. He is. He was hardcore serial killer energy. Yes. 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 Like,
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was. He was scary until he was funny. Is the mm. thing because like I, you know, when they uh, fail, they're always funny. <laughs> yeah. But like Christopher yeah. and I were yeah. talking about this before the podcast, and like. During the during the final debate between Blake Masters and Mark Kelly, yeah. like am, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes,
2: I, okay, I, yeah, cool. yeah. Blake, <laughs> uh, like we're allowed look, to say whatever the hell we want. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, their debate, in, in their final debate, in their final debate
4: between Mark Kelly and Blake Masters, Mark Kelly's like final statement, his concluding argument, was essentially pointing at Blake Masters and going, "Look at this fucking freak."
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah it was great it was the which is, the, yeah. which is yeah. one of the most powerful things you could do in politics yeah. Yeah, he was, because he was just look look like the, like the <laughs>
2: specific thing he did because his language was was I, I think a lot more um nuanced than that because what he was saying is Blake Masters for those of you who don't don't know like one of the most like famous moments of this campaign is he sh- he put out a campaign ad that was just him parking in the desert with a silenced handgun yes. t- silenced mentioning 22 I ma- a men- 22 <laughs> Yeah, he's a coward which is a child's gun first off but yeah. anyway mentioning twice that the gun was german M- and like made it german yeah. as he, <laughs> as he caressed yeah, yeah. it and then yeah. firing it blindly at nothing. And then the ad no, ends. No, no.
3: He fired it across a lake.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't see him shoot go. at something. We don't see him hit a target. He is, his stance is dog shit. Anyway. But it's just him taking a silenced pistol out, repeatedly yeah. mentioning that the gun is German, firing it, and then the ad ends. That's yeah. the whole ad. It's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah.
3: 90 seconds of him just yeah. fondling this yeah. gun and uh,
2: badly shooting uh, it.
7: It's <laughs> worth giving the context that the person he's running against is someone whose wife was shot
2: in the head. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Mark yeah. Kelly's. yeah. yeah, yeah, very, yeah nearly, the very nearly yeah.
1: assassinated. Yeah. So that's
2: but it's also just like look guns are a big part of american life a lot of politicians have ad including democrats have ads that involve guns and usually it's like here is me hunting you know yeah. or even <laughs> yes. like here is me yeah, yeah, yeah. at the range with friends engaging in a thing that many americans do masters was just blindly <laughs> shooting a 22 caliber handgun after repeatedly mentioning that it's german it
1: was. like someone showed an alien, like a regular yeah. campaign ad of someone shooting a gun, and then. Yes, I mean, yeah.
4: it's, like, I mean it's funny that that's the term yeah. that you use because that was a term that was flying around like Arizona social media the entire campaign. It was like Blake Masters looks like an alien. Yeah, um, this but, is
3: so. That's
2: what happens up when you get creepy. pumped with Peter Thiel money for so. Yes. Whole, so he well, has this, and he pumped. has a couple of others. Like he is, he is on. He, he's a he, number one. He worked with Peter Thiel for years. Um. He's doing all sorts of fucking ghoul shit on Twitter, like really mask off fascist unhinged shit. And Mark Kelly in the debate isn't just like, look at this freak. He's like, hey, we all know guys like this Mm -hmm. who talk about how dangerous and how scary they are, but they they've never done anything. They're just like weirdos trying to scare you so that you'll think that they're they're powerful and like, don't don't fall for it. And it was. Perfect. and the and the good
4: news is that Arizona voters did not fall for it because no not they only, sure did you know not only did Blake Masters lose mm-hmm. but the best performing republicans in Arizona were their house candidates yep. uh like the the statewide house popular vote for the for US congress not the state house was i think republicans won it or are going to win it by like 5 So Kari Lake already drastically underperformed that by six because she's going to lose. And then to Blake Masters underperformed his house uh, candidates by like
2: 10 or 11. Unbelievable. It's it's I mean, it it really goes to show that whatever most Americans want, they don't want a fucking weirdo fascist freak threatening. Uh, they're an astronaut's wife with a gun. <laughs>
4: no. And, yeah. yeah. So really briefly, like also, like on this note of all of the queer and trans candidates who won, um, I will point out this follows the pattern that has taken shape in the last decade, which is that these supposedly, you know, well, not supposedly they are, but like these red and purple states in the South and the Midwest are sending queer and trans people into the halls of power. A lot faster than deep blue states on the West Coast and in the Northeast. The first non, I unfortunately forget their name, but the first non-binary state legislator in the country was elected in Oklahoma. And they're not only non-binary, they are black and Muslim non-binary. So it's like, you know, these, um, these communities as Christopher's like, A, these communities do matter. Uh, we can't forget about them. We can't abandon them. But also, like, not just they matter, but, like, as I will happily argue with any political operative from either coast, uh, we are much more likely to see some kind of progressive in, resurgence in this country mm. led by candidates out of the South or Midwest than yes, either yeah. of our coasts. Yeah,
1: yeah, Well, and, like, like, look at, like, this is one of the other things that, you know, so I, I have a lot of friends in the, uh, like, Michigan Teachers Union, right? And you know, like right right now, what is happening in Michi- like in Michigan is that the teachers union is literally sending lists of laws like to to the governor that are like you need to get rid of this. And you know, if, if like if even if you look at like like almost every other Democratic party like in the country is just constantly at war with their teachers unions. And you know, and then you look at like you look at what's happening in Wisconsin, and it's like. And Michigan. you look at what's happening in Michigan. Well, no, I, well also, also Wisconsin, too, where like they have a much more labor friendly, like mm-hmm. Democratic Party than like fucking San Francisco or like the
4: ghouls yeah. in like like I mean, honestly the, the the ghouls in the Chicago machine, right? The ghouls like in Eric Adams office.
1: Yeah. Right. Like the, it, it, there's 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 I don't know. They're like. Everyone ignores the Midwest and we're here, damn it. And we do good things. <laughs>
2: Well, it's, it's a little bit like—I mean, it's a little bit of what we were saying earlier—that like when you've got these states where, because of the population layout, the 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 Democratic Party doesn't have to struggle to actually win for the most part. Mm-hmm. You're a hell of a lot. Number one, the party becomes effectively a cartel, so they're very good at stopping any like upstart young progressive non-binary queer trans people from like getting a hold on. In local politics, you know, we we just had the most progressive member of the Portland City Council ousted by corporate business interests. Um, and, you know, it, it it which is very different from the trend that you're seeing in places like Montana and places like mm-hmm. Oklahoma with a lot of these very progressive, you know, young candidates. And it's because, um, number one, maybe the state parties are a little more willing to throw a Hail Mary, but also just like th- those Individual people, the people running and the folks doing their campaign have had to be a lot harder and a lot smarter to survive surrounded by people who hate them. Yes. Um, and,
1: and, I, and I think also like th- there's okay. One, one of the ways that I, I was pretty sure that this wasn't going to be a red tsunami was so I have some friends. I have friends who go to Wheaton College and for people who don't know who what Wheaton College is, it is like we're, we're sorry that we're about to inform you. Yeah, so Wheaton College is one of, like, I don't know, maybe the second behind, like, Brigham Young, like, most right wing evangelical college in the U.S. Like,
4: they, they, they famously. It's, it's, it's not as bad as Liberty.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like number three, right? But, like, so it's, it's this is the sort this is like the, the, the intellectual center of. Um, like, of sort of evangelical politics, like, uh, I, hold it let me make sure I have this right.
4: Uh, yeah, like, Billy Graham's family has funneled money into Wheaton College for decades yeah. and decades now.
1: And, okay, so, like, Wheaton is a, like, broadly speaking, like, a, a fucking ferociously hostile place to be anything other than a, like, a cishet white person, right? It is, like, unbelievably homophobic, it is really anti-Semitic, and, like a few months ago, I, I I was walking, like through Wheaton downtown to visit a friend, and in in the middle of fucking Wheaton downtown, there 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 like there 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 was someone who on in their in their like fucking lawn had had like had a giant pride flag and like it wasn't like it was like it was like the, the the it was the 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 like the brown pride flag too right, mm-hmm. like that was like even like five years ago, that would have been unimaginable. Like you would have been like, you would have been fucking chased out of town by a mob. Like, and that it's just, it's just there now. Mm-hmm. And I don't
4: know, like they haven't been run out. It's still there. Uh, no, I, it's literally, yes, everything that Christopher just said. And, you know, these are people that Christopher, Christopher and I grew up with. Like we literally, I was, there was a granddaughter of Billy Graham in my high school class. Um, and I think, you know, as much as, you know, these people are not going to be socialists or progressives anytime soon. They are very much like normie, moderate Democrats now. But there were a lot of suburban white people who got very turned off by Trump uh, yeah. for the Republican Party. And I think the, this midterm is the confirmation that barring, you know, some kind of economic catastrophe that always, always throws elections to the out of power party. Uh, these normie white suburbanites are not going back. Uh, And we, you know, when you look at trends across the country, um, you know, J.B. Pritzker won DuPage County, which is the county that Wheaton is in. Yeah, uh, Which is like, you know, this is... Unfragable. Yeah, like this used to be, within Christopher and I's lifetimes, this used to be a county that Republicans banked on getting 300,000 votes out of on a statewide margin level. Um, and now it's being won up and down by Democrats. Like Democrats flipped the county executive office in DuPage County this year. Um, so like Chicago suburbs are trending, are continuing to trend left. Atlanta suburbs are continuing to trend left. Uh, the like Raleigh, Durham area, North Carolina is trending left. The Texas urban areas are trending left. And this isn't just like in comparison to 2016. This is in comparison to 2020, two years ago, which was a yeah. democratic environment. Um, so the fact that these counties are swinging left in a year where the country, even though the overall results were fine, the country definitely swung right. Like these people are not going back and not just that these people are not going back, but the ones who are staying Republicans, a, they're moving, they're leaving the suburbs and they're establishing their little new white flight outposts in other places, um, And the people who are replacing them are largely people of color. Like the suburbs today in America are 60 percent white as compared to in the year 2000 when they were something like 75 to 80 percent white. Um, So this is I think this year was the confirmation we needed that this is a permanent trend, that the suburbs from now on are either going to be a wash or even, frankly, just Democratic places where Democrats will net votes.
2: And this is all there still is a lot of fear and there still is reason to be uh, very concerned about the ability of the GOP's power to push things mm-hmm. in a revanchist direction uh, in an anti-democratic election to remove the ability of people. Because that that is, you know, we're seeing them talk right now. We're seeing guys like Matt Walsh, uh, Christopher Rufo talk right now about the need to, like, stop young people from voting, to, mm-hmm. like, c- crack yeah. down on male voting. Like, this is not not to say, like, all right, it's all done, um, but it this is, like... I guess the thing that's that's optimistic about this overall is that it is um it's evidence that the, the 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 there there was this kind of open question after Trump won in in 2016 um and if one thing you could look at you could look at 2018 you could look at 2020 now 2022 and go like well Clearly, the trend since then has been for the GOP to lose big in most of these elections. But that was also anything but clear kind of as a result of of 2020 and the way COVID fucked things up. And this Mm -hmm. this does seem to like cement that, that like, yeah, it it may it may have in the long run proved to be a, a major, major tactical failure to to have gone for this guy the way that they did.
4: Oh yeah, I mean and we can only hope. Um yeah, I mean I per- personally from an entertainment factor uh cannot wait for the DeSantis versus Trump primary. Um oh, I yeah. will be I will be rooting for Trump because he is funnier online. Um and also I don't think it would make a substantive difference uh in whether or not like who would be the nominee because DeSantis is just Trump without the charisma. Yeah. Um but I think, yeah, hopefully, like we saw the Republican Party pay a price this year for arguably the first time in a long time for their insanity. Um, And it's good to see that that happened. Uh, Hopefully it will happen again. And I will also note for anyone listening who does, you know, you care about elections, you want to get involved somewhere. The next somewhere for you to get involved in is the state of Wisconsin, where the There is a state Supreme Court seat up for election in April. If Democrats win that seat, they will flip the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. And that means that the absolutely insane Republican gerrymanders in that state, which pretty much render the state of Wisconsin a non-democracy, will likely get overturned if Democrats are able to flip the Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, which would mean A lot of good things can happen for a lot of people who live in that
8: state. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino
3: with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com the hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four
6: hours only at high five High
1: five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited play responsibly terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high, the number five casino.com. High five casino
6: glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin
5: at purdueglobal.edu
0: baseball fans
1: Okay, the, the, there is one other thing that is, like, basically unrelated to this that I want to touch on before we close up, which is that the, the extent to which the Republicans have sort of entered chaos mode now, A, with with Trump just sort of, like, going off on DeSantis and, like, the, the Republican <laughs> Civil War happening. Yeah. And then secondly, because they they, they seem – it looks like they've gotten the chaos mode configuration of their House majority.
4: Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> any, anyone who pays attention to Congress, I would encourage you to get very, very familiar with the term discharge petition, uh, which <laughs> is a mechanism by which if you have a majority of the House that is willing to sign a piece of paper that says we should put this bill on the floor no matter what, it goes to the floor no matter what um and i think you're probably going to see democrats successfully put a lot of bills on the house floor in the next 2 years because they're going to get they're going to pick off the republican moderates in the northeast uh to sign these these pieces of paper um you know,
1: i we should i think we should explain what exactly the republican
4: position looks like because it's oh sure so yeah. um it's so i i should caveat this with the statement that there is still like I would say a 5% chance that Democrats managed to scrap, like scrape their way to a one seat majority. Um, it's not likely by any means, but it, like it is still theoretically on the table, mostly because Lauren Boebert managed to put herself in a position where she might actually <laughs> lose. Um, and, but default modal outcome, I would say is Republicans end up with a three or four house seat majority uh, in But what that means is that uh, we get Calvin Ball for the next two years, essentially, uh, because Kevin McCarthy as a person um, is, well, A, he's like very unintelligent in general. And this is like a very common sentiment that you will run into uh, in people who pay attention to Congress. He is not personally capable of. Of managing a House majority of four. This is so widely accepted that Nancy Pelosi was willing to go on the record in an interview the other day saying that. Um, And so who knows? Kevin McCarthy may not even end up being the speaker. We may not have a speaker until March because no one would get 218 votes. Um, But whoever has that job whatever Republican has that job, it is going to be the most thankless job of their life that they will <laughs> suffer through for the next two years. Uh, because, you know, the the pundit class and political operatives love to talk about how ideologically diverse the Democratic Party is in the House. And it's true, because like, on the left-wing end of the of the caucus, you have people like Rashida Tlaib and uh, Ilhan Omar, and on the right-wing end, you have people like Henry Cuellar, who tragically survived his primary this year. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I think it has gone under the radar that Republicans in the House are arguably more ideologically diverse than Democrats are because the moderates, or the moderate Republicans in the House are like your very standard, like, socially liberal fiscally conservative types that were very popular in like 2010 um like you had like some of these northeastern republicans who are were more than happy to vote for same-sex marriage though they would probably vote for uh like to codify Roe. they would probably vote to codify birth control uh legal like uh legality and on the other end you have marjorie taylor green and y- like
2: m- if mtg m-
4: yeah, if if there is a person on this earth who is capable of managing that caucus, um, I don't know who they are. I don't think anyone <laughs> knows who they are. Um, and I think that the smartest thing that that person could do is um, not take the job <laughs> and let someone else take the fall for what is going to be two years of chaos that will mm-hmm. most likely hurt the Republican brand a lot in the next two years.
1: Yeah, that that's like one of the things that actually makes me like slightly optimistic is that like the, the, the Republican Party like is a is a, like a, a diverse coalition and it had been being held together sort of but like by Trump. And now Trump's not on Twitter anymore. And Twitter <laughs> well, may not exist by like the time we week. get a new speaker. Oh you yeah. Know? So, oh, okay. like,
3: well
2: it's so, also I think I might add, Chris, it's not just by Trump. And a part of why Trump was able to get the position he did is it's it's a mix of Trump and owning the libs, right? Like that's, that's a huge part of why the most visible members of this caucus are where they are. Like there's no, there's no Marjorie Taylor green, right? Without the way that particular social reinforcement pattern works. And, um, yeah, I, I think that like, that's not like number one, if Twitter goes away, which could have happened by the time you listen to this episode, that really gets, (laughs) uh, gets in the way of their ability to own the libs, but also if they're just getting their asses kicked up and down the country, they're they're no longer owning the libs. The libs have not been owned.
4: <laughs> no, they have not. And I think the other, you know, the other consideration here is that um, we like to talk a lot in this country because it's true about how neither party ever puts forth a substantive policy agenda. Um and there are a lot of Republican political operatives who are running around right now complaining and saying that Republicans lost because they failed to offer a viable alternative, except that's not true. Republicans okay. did offer a policy agenda in this midterm, and that policy agenda was Christian nationalism, and mm-hmm. American voters took one look at that and said, are you fucking for real?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that. that's the, that's yeah, the thing that, like, everyone, I, like, like, people, like, every, all the fucking New York Times columnists, like, people don't understand that, like, there's maybe thirty percent of the population who actually likes that shit, and everyone else in the country is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and but but you know, like the, the 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 like the 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 actual sort of median person in the U.S. is so much less like that than the median person that every pundit imagines. That like mm-hmm. the, the 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 version of reality that exists in sort of like the minds of the media class, like it's not true. Yeah, yeah. It's, They've they they've created like incredible sandcastles in their mind. And now the tides like washing
4: them away.
7: Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if the tides washing them away. I think
4: we we can we can only hope that the New York Times gets washed out to sea. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think you know, I, well, I. Sorry, go for it. No, 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 please. I was just gonna say, like, you know, obviously the next two years are gonna be in the next two years. Um. And no one can predict the future. Anyone who anyone who tells you in literally the next eighteen months that they know how the two thousand twenty four elections are going to go uh, <laughs> is lying to you, and you should block them and perhaps report them to like yeah. whatever like non retributive forms of authority exist in your local area. But um, <laughs> my, you know, based on how this went, if the same trends play out for the next two years, which would be suburbs continue swinging left. Democrats continue to rack up problems with minority uh, voters, but like not to the extent that we're going to like lose urban seats anytime soon. Um, And Republicans continue racking up margins in the states and like the seats that they're already winning by 80 points, which helps them on a statewide level, but does not help them in the U S house. My, I would say like, assuming the current trends continue, the trends we've had since 2016, um, That would mean Democrats flip back the House in 2024. Uh, It would also mean that we are once again in, like, the fight of our lives for the Senate, as we likely will be for every single cycle for the next 10 years. So, you know, just kind of get used to that um, while you can, while you have the breather. Um, But yeah, like, we had an okay midterm that was literally a year ago looking like it was going to be possibly the worst midterm wipeout. Uh, possibly, in, possibly the end yeah. of
2: of of the republic as a yeah, liter- political literally, yes. <laughs> literally, yes, literally, yes. Um, um, so you know, so twenty four might think the, might be good. <laughs> I think the responsible thing to do now is to close out by each giving one of our unhinged predictions for what we're going to see in twenty twenty four. And I'm going to start. I think we're going to see. Musk and McConaughey vie for the governor of Texas once no. Greg Abbott is forced out God. from a sex scandal. Um, that's my that's my call. <laughs> Prove to that's me, a- show show when you, when when it happens, everybody everybody'll owe me. Yeah, some uh, some French fries. Oh God. hmm uh, It's gonna happen. Calling it now, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I reckon Tom Brady's gonna uh,
7: Tom Brady's gonna take a swing at it. At Texas? No. One of those states uh, up in where it's cold and rains all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One of those. Yeah. I assume yeah. he's from, broadly speaking, Illinois mm-hmm. to yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. He, he, he's <laughs> yeah. Like, he's,
4: he, is, he would be running in New England. Please do not pin that on us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, bro, but not that kind of cold. Like, Yeah, just
7: just gray, not like, like miserable cold like you all have on there. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tom
2: Brady running in a place where you can't grow tomatoes is yeah. my uh,
7: is my prediction.
2: That feels good after his massive success selling the 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 hit crypto platform FTX. What what mm-hmm. can't Tom Brady do? Who knows? Don't mm-hmm. answer. Don't ask that question. Put that out there, Robert. <laughs> Win <laughs> yeah. games for the
7: Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. In Germany. Yeah. Survive eating what any normal human being would eat on a given day. <laughs>
3: Uh, Garrison. I don't know. I don't, I don't care about this type of thing very much. Uh, That's Um, the
2: perfect reason to make a prediction. uh,
3: Unhinged Mm. prediction. I don't know. I think one of the funniest things is that earlier this year, there was this big Bitcoin account who said that if things continue, Bitcoin's going to be a major... Uh, factor in the midterms, um, <laughs> which is really funny. So I'm <laughs> saying, You're not wrong. So Excellent. I'm saying that oh, what's a what's what's an even dumber cryptocurrency? Um, Doge would be Dogecoin. Yeah, I, Doge Do- yeah. I was thinking of I was thinking of Do- Dogecoin is going to be a, a, a significant factor in the 2024 yeah. election. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh Mine, to go. mine is
1: that. Mine is that. Okay, we're, Pritzker's going to bring back like the old school democratic machine, and Bi- Bi- Biden is going to fall out a window. Like Kamala Harris <laughs> is going to sort of like turn up. Like th- th- they're going to drain a dam in thirty years and find her body. And do Pritzker's- think that Biden's
3: going to run again? Yes. Oh
1: yeah. Well, oh, no, yeah. He, w- he won't yeah, because yeah. he will have fallen out of a building. Yeah. Then near the end of 2020 like the end of about 2023. Okay, uh, Chris, and hey, Pris- Christopher, is Christopher is going to take over the US. Yeah. Christopher is <laughs> predicting.
3: That's your prediction that Joe Biden will fall out of a window. No, Christopher no, predicting yeah. Pritzker, the, uh, Pritzker is predicting the the
4: fourth administration cr- of Prague. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, here's the
3: thing. like we 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 all think
1: that the, like the, the the sort of like threat like the, the threat to bourgeois democracy comes 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 from the Republicans. It's not. It's Pritzker Pritzker's is going to coup the fucking country and probably (laughs) 60% of the population is going to be completely on board because he's going to be less insane than, like, everyone that's been, like, in charge of this country for the last 50 years. Yep. And you know who's going to save democracy then?
4: Matthew McConaughey.
7: Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, That that leaves me. What is my unhinged prediction? I don't think I'm going to top Christopher's prediction about J.B. Pritzker. (laughs) Um, I... You know, I, I think my unhinged prediction will be that Taylor Swift runs for Senate in Tennessee. Oh God!
7: Oh, she could do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't. <sighs> look, if I, she I mean, uh, if look. she
2: brings on if she brings on the head of her fan club who went to jail in Israel for refusing to serve in <laughs> the IDF, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> that think that she actually might get some progressive
7: votes. Yeah, that may have been untrue, sadly. The uh... Oh, the Swifty refusal. J- but maybe not. Really,
3: really. Why? Why'd you even introduce yeah, that? Possibility why why would you? Why
2: would you say that to me? <laughs>
7: yeah, because not all these beautiful things we believe in can be true. But uh, yeah. Taylor Swift running for Tennessee, she would almost certainly be better than whoever is a Tennessee senator now, right? Yeah. Like it's, um, it's now Colonel Sanders or someone yeah. basically the same <laughs> as Colonel Sanders, I imagine. Sh- 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 Colonel Sanders was, was a Kentucky
3: That's Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. come on, come on oh, British James. Christ, Colonel Jesus, Sanders is yeah. Kentucky. Uh, it's called Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken. James, that was, ba- that was
2: basically a slur. <laughs> 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 so, that,
7: no, I, 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 There is a type of guy epitomized by Colonel Sanders who mm-hmm. also occupies all the Senate seats south of the Mason-Dixon line. You're not that's wrong not there. true. That's, that's, that,
3: that's I'm, my I'm, that's my I'm stance, and back. I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. I am pushing back on this.
2: No, well, I'm gonna watch a foghorn leghorn video because that's that's who I'm thinking of now, James. All right, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. been the episode. Mm-hmm. Go vote Swift. Yeah, vote another couple of times. Just make sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, look, there's the the old Chicago motto, vote early, vote often.
2: Yeah,
4: pay,
3: yep. pay for mm-hmm. pay for a few mules everyone go to Colorado and vote against Lauren Popper. Yeah, yeah, like,
7: literally seven of you or whatever could swing this.
2: (laughs) Move to Colorado, we can't deal with her shit anymore. Fundraise in order to purchase a huge number of drones and drop ballots over wherever it is in Colorado they count votes. I assume Denver? Yeah. Blanket Denver in your ballots and stop listening to podcasts.
6: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And?